Hey, hey, hey. Welcome back to the Diet Riot Podcast. With Alyssa Miller. And Brooke Miller. <laughs> That's how that goes. <laughs> We've already tried doing this and I started with, hey, Brooke Miller. Called cool. myself Brooke Miller. Guys, round two. Round two. No, round three. I don't know. We've, we're batch recording, you guys, because of the holidays, okay? And our brains hurt and I drank my coffee. Mm-hmm. And I'm out too. And we're all out. Dang. So anyways, welcome to our podcast, you guys. Today, we're dietitians. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Listen. Okay, guys, we're both dietitians, both moms. That's really the most important part. <laughs> That's really it. That's we'll all the rest. who we are. Uh, Midwesterners, I find that very important to my identity as a That's human. That's true. That's true. That's when people are like, what did they just say? Because we said the word boat or something. Boat. Boat. But we live in Denver now. Yeah, we don't really we're talk about We're all hipster now. We're all hipster. No, we're we not. from the Midwest. We're really not. We're like, we're like right on the edge of millennial life. Mm-hmm. Aren't we on the edge? I think so. I think we're, we're getting a little edge, too old. The edge, the edge, the edge. Is that right? I have no idea. I don't know. Guys, today we're talking about the anti-inflammatory diet because someone asked us to. Thanks, Lee. For so the question. Much. So um, moral of the story, ask us to talk about stuff and we'll do it. Yeah, Just guys. Just right away for you. Yeah, we will. And honestly, we were, yeah, we may <laughs> not be able to do it the week you ask, but this week is kind of an exception. It kind of worked out that way. So yeah, she literally just asked us and yeah. here we are. So we you're are. welcome. I know it sounds like we're here for us, but we're actually here for you. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be there for you. Um. Anyway, that was a friend I'll reference. There we go. I'll be there. <laughs> I can't say it. Okay. Um, so today we're talking about the anti-inflammatory diet, which, as maybe some of you guys know, is a very broad spectrum of what people consider the anti-inflammatory diet. I usually think of um, two things, arthritis and cancer. <laughs> okay. What do you think? Well, I thought you were going to go with turmeric. <laughs> turmeric? Whenever I hear anti-inflammatory diet, I immediately say... In my head, I go, I know you're going to ask about turmeric next. Oh, no, no. I just think of like why people go on it. I immediately think of cancer yeah. for sure because mm-hmm. that's, you know, who we work with at work the most. Yeah. Um, well, when Alyssa used to work with us, she quit officially. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. But um, I deal with a lot of cancer patients. So. Which means we need to start a Patreon because I got to start making money somehow. Though. Nowadays, sure. <laughs> bringing in a paycheck. So and I have a child, so... <laughs> <laughs> Extra money is always good. <laughs> Sad money. They take your money. Um, yeah, I quit. So now I'm just, now I do this all day. Just podcast. Do this. With you wipe butts. <laughs> what wipe did you butts. say? She texted me the other day. She's like, this is my life now. Yep. I wipe butts and try, try to take screen time away from my child. Yep, that's my whole life. I tell him no whenever he asks for screen time and wipe his butt. It's really, really glamorous over here in the Miller household. Well, my Miller household. <laughs> Mine's about the same. <laughs> we're not that far off. No, it's fine. Um, so yeah, both moms. <laughs> Anti-inflammatory yes. diet. Yeah. So this is why we did a podcast because we both think of different things, which is good. And just for the record, we never share notes or make a plan before we do no. these podcasts, which might be why you're sitting in your car going, wait, weren't they just talking about boats a second ago? And now they're talking about turmeric? Boats I don't and understand. bags? Yeah. Boats and bags and what else? Prowler needs a jump. Oh my gosh, direct message me if you know what movie I'm talking about. Do you even know? I don't know. It's one of my favorite all-time movies. 
Okay. From the so, girl who's never seen Titanic or the Goonies. <laughs> or Dumb and Dumber. I get a lot of shit for oh that one. Oh, my gosh. I haven't seen a lot of famous movies. But, okay, I'm going to pause. You guys can direct message me and see if you got this right. The quote is, Prowler needs a jump. Okay? No idea. It's from Fargo. Oh. Have you oh, seen that yeah, movie? Yeah, yeah, a long time ago. One of my all-time favorite movies because I'm a Hilarious. psychopath. <laughs> Um, it's like a murder story so like lots of murder happens all right all right i'm gonna rest my arm right here on our synthesizer or whatever the hell you call this thing that makes us sound good and hope that that's okay yeah so when it comes to anti-inflammatory getting back on track because we're gonna actually try to make this a short episode (laughs) for you guys Uh uh-huh for you um some different tests to kind of see if you have any anti-inflammatory things going on in your body would be like the c-reactive protein test homocysteine Mm -hmm. And then I've heard of some like other blood ones. work, but yeah, those are the main ones that would come up in your blood work if you were at like a chronic level of um, inflammation, inflammation, infl- inflammation, inflammation. So basically, there's acute inflammation and there's chronic inflammation, and you would go on the anti-inflammatory diet if you were chronically inflamed. So acute inflammation is good. I mean, that's a good response you want your body to have. So when you get injured or when you know something's going on, you've got a toxin in your body or something, you want your body Body to become inflamed so that it protects against having that toxin either reach further into your bloodstream or into your body or actually turn around and um, add more capillaries or blood flow or whatever is needed to that area of your body that's been injured to protect yourself from further um, deterioration or whatnot. So I feel like inflammation is a bad word. <laughs> it's like yeah. a four-letter word, except for it's like 18. But basically, people are afraid of ever being inflamed. But you need to know it's part of homeostasis. So you have homeostasis in your body, and then you might have inflammation so that your body can get back to a level of homeostasis. But chronic inflammation is where that level of inflammation, like that C-reactive protein or antihistamines in your, or, yeah, in your body, are chronically there and chronically present, which can cause quite a lot of stress on a lot of your bodily organs and bodily functions and daily living and daily life if you deal with chronic inflammation. So, Alyssa, mm-hmm. let's talk about some foods that can help fight inflammation. Okay, let's. Oh, okay, that's down at the bottom of my paper. Oh, okay, okay. Um, omega three fatty acids. Boom, big one. Fish, fat fish. Are we Eat just gonna go fish. back? Water, <laughs> fruit and vegetables. <laughs> Fermented foods. Yes. No. Um, Omega-3s. Yeah. Uh, A great way to get them is fish. Oh, I see what you're doing there. Yeah, yeah. Oh. People may not know where to find Omega-3s. We're clearly not following each other's train of thought (laughs) well today at all. I thought you were just randomly, like, we're just going through the list. No. (laughs) Turmeric. Coconut oil. Um, Yeah. So Omega-3s are a great source of, like, really replenishing those fats in our diet to give us um, some really good flexibility in our bodies and our joints and our bones and our brain health. Um, so all those foods are really good for helping treat the chronic inflammation. Mm-hmm. Another one, good one besides omega-3 fatty acids would be antioxidants. So, so those good. are going to be in like the green leafy vegetables, fruits, like berries are my favorite, personal favorite. Um, I like stone fruits. What is that? Stone. You've never heard stone fruits? Those are my favorite fruits. They're anything with like a pit or a stone in the middle. Okay. Like peaches and plums and apricots and what else are stone fruits? They're all my favorite ones. Those are my nectarines. By far my favorite, favorite fruit is nectarine. 
So anyways, at least when they're in season. But yeah, so all fruits and vegetables are pretty much going to have a good dose of antioxidants. I'm sure you guys have all heard that certain um, fruits and vegetables have more than others. But honestly, adding fruits and vegetables is going to be your best bet to getting some more of those antioxidants in your diet. Um, I like to tell people to eat fermented foods. Now, we talked about this in another episode where if you have fermented foods in your body um, or when you introduce fermented foods into your body, it can actually help with your gut health. And your gut health is your first defense against anything that's trying to attack your body. So whether you have it orally or even just your immune system in general, um, can be kept under control by having good gut health. And we did talk about this in another episode. I don't know if you know or if you remember which episode it was, but it was our gut health episode. And if you go back and look, um, you can listen to that episode. And it was really good. It was really informative on how to um, implement fermented foods into your diet or how to get better gut health. And um, we list some fermented foods in there as well. But those are really important to also decrease your inflammation in your body. Another big one that I kind of touched on was water. So increasing your water intake, super important for all of your muscles and organs and your body to actually have um, hydration in them. And water is super important. And as I'm thinking about water, I realize that I have not drank water this entire time of podcasting all day. (laughs) Dude, that's a fail. Um, I've drank two things of water. Not that I'm bragging. Not that I'm I'm bragging. I'm totally bragging. (laughs) Also, I drank coffee (laughs) because... I've drank, coffee is life. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I think I've drank three cups of coffee and haven't had water all afternoon. So I'm going to have to do that. But anyways, water is super important to decrease your hydration or decrease your hydration. <laughs> nope. Lord. Decrease your um, inflammation in yes. your body. So make sure you're hydrated, you guys. We talked about this in another episode, but half your body weight in ounces of water is super important. Yeah. Did you talk about uh, any alcohol yet? Sorry, nope. I had to like run upstairs, <laughs> no drop my boob juice They off. didn't even notice. <laughs> I was keeping them fully entertained. You were. Good job. I have um, not talked about alcohol. Red wine. Oh, yes. Antioxidants. Yes. Brings us so, back to the antioxidant life. Just enjoy that red wine. You know, it says moderation, but I think we all have it different. It says moderation. I, I think we all have different standards of moderation of I red love wine. the way you put that. Mm-hmm. It says moderation, but uh, we don't care. Um, sleep is the other thing. I know this isn't food, but sleep is so important, you guys. And also I'm just now flashing back to the fact that last year I made that my resolution. You did. I don't think you've worked on that at all. Absolutely. Because I've gotten texts from you and I'm like, "Mm, she's like 1145 (laughs) and I'm like, hope I don't wake her up. (laughs) (laughs) I don't wake up. I like, no, my baby wakes me up. And then I'm like, oh, hey, as long as I'm not waking up your baby, that'd be the worst. No, he's in another room. Oh, good. Yeah, I'll yeah. Uh, I'll remember that and keep texting you at midnight. Go for it's it. It's the worst, you guys. Maybe this year I'll do better. But I really aim for at least four hours of sleep. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Okay, but seriously, you should be getting between, what, six and eight hours is the recommendation? I mean, I aim for eight. I set, I set the bar real high. You really should. I really do need closer to eight, if not 10 hours of sleep, yeah. I would say. Well, it helps your body heal. It helps mm-hmm. your brain development. It hel- I mean, it helps so many things. Mm-hmm. It helps repair your body. So there's so many good reasons to sleep. And it also feels good. Right. And I like felt ill the other night. Like a, I had a really bad cold coming on. Mm-hmm. And I went to bed really early. Like I took a long bath. Um, and then I, with some essential oils, and then I um, went to bed really early that night. And I honestly felt like almost 100% better the next day. Like I felt like, and I drank a ton of tea that night. Like I did things to try to help 
prevent the cold from getting worse. And it, mm. it worked. And sleep was a big part of it. My son actually slept through the night that one night this week. Amen. <laughs> wow. Perfect. Good so timing. it worked out well. But Isn't that the truth, though? Anytime that I'm um, actually going to be like sleeping well, our kids wake up. I'm like, mm-hmm. seriously, I could have gotten eight hours and now you're awake because you peed the bed or whatever. <laughs> oh, back to wiping butts. Back to wiping um, butts. Yeah, sleep is really important for your stress level, too. So just like getting enough sleep can actually control that stress level. And that stress level might be what's causing that chronic inflammation of having a high, um, like a high issue of cortisol in your butt, in your blood. Your blood. Your blood. <laughs> See the Midwestern accent coming right back out. Um, but sleep can actually help bring that back down. There's some really interesting studies around sleep mm-hmm. um, to show that it helps with the stress level. So that's super important. Back to sleep, like relaxation, yoga, meditation, those things are other ways to de-stress. So just any way to de-stress your body is still part of like an anti-inflammatory diet. It's mm-hmm. just redu- reducing stress and cortisol levels are, is going to help you. So just to refresh, you know, Brooke kind of said like cancer and arthritis are what you said. Those are the ones I kind of think of when I think of anti-inflammatory. Other reasons why you might need an anti-inflammatory diet or someone might recommend it to you is Crohn's disease. Oh, yes. Colitis flare-ups, psoriasis Mm -hmm. flare-ups. I have rheumatoid arthritis, which is like an extreme version Mm -hmm. of arthritis, which terrifies me, honestly. Um, IBS, lupus, Hashimoto's, cancer. Really anything where you're fighting any chronic condition, you can end up in an inflammatory state for long periods of time. So an anti-inflammatory diet might help you. Um, food, let's, wait, are you done with all the foods that can help? Um, nuts, That's pretty much my whole Nuts list. and seeds. Because okay. Because they have monosatura- monounsaturated fat, protein, fiber, um, beans, which also have fiber, magnesium, zinc, iron, um, potassium, Onions have been shown to reduce your LDL cholesterol, which is your lousy, lousy um, your lousy cholesterol. cholesterol. And then um, just in general, just eating a variety of colorful vegetables, mm-hmm. fruits, just eating a variety of things is good. And then the more colorful they are, usually, I mean, the more like antioxidants that they would have. Um, so the Mediterranean diet is very similar to like what a lot of people think of when yes. they think of anti-inflammatory. And we did a whole episode on the Mediterranean diet. So you can go back and listen to what exactly the Mediterranean diet is. And um, out of all the diets that we have talked about, I think that's been the most positive one we have talked about. Yeah. For it's sure. the only one that we were like, don't do this diet. It's the worst. Yeah. The Mediterranean diet was like, well, you could definitely implement some things from this. Oh, yeah, for sure. And it's more of a lifestyle for people who like... Live in the Mediterranean. Live in Mediterranean Sea. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah. And I think a lot of those, you know, uh, nutrients that you were talking about come with increasing your fruits and vegetables and the fish and things like that. So the foods that they tell you to avoid in an anti-inflammatory diet. And now I will asterisk this and say, I do not agree with taking out complete food groups of your diet or avoiding foods or putting, you know, a taboo or a negative spin on any foods. But just so that you do know and you are aware, if you're going on an anti-inflammatory diet or if your doctor's recommending one, the foods they recommend to take out are going to be pretty much anything processed. So Mm -hmm. heavily processed carbohydrates or snacks or crinkly snacks, I think a lot of people call them processed meats. So like deli meats or hot dogs. One time I said hot burgers and hamburger dogs. Oh my 
God. <laughs> what? I'm really good at words. I don't know who let me start a podcast, but uh, I definitely have said hot burgers and hamburger dogs. And so now it's like a joke in my family that we just say it all the time. Want That's some hilarious. hot burgers and hamburger dogs? Mm-hmm. That's hilarious. I think it rolls off the tongue a little bit easier than the real world. But anyway, I don't think it would roll off the tongue well with me. <laughs> I'm tongue tied. <laughs> it helps me. Um, <laughs> sugar, like added added white refined sugar to foods gluten soda soda pop pop. i can tell by the way margarine which guys margarine does not even taste good eat real butter (laughs) eat the butter unless you have a dairy allergy then don't (laughs) (laughs) but yeah um any trans fats so margarine's included in that fried foods um they'll tell you to avoid alcohol in general they'll tell you to avoid but i guess not red wine in moderation in moderation <laughs> I feel like you're one of those drinking ads. It's like, drink this, drink that, drink that. And then at the end, they're like, please drink responsibly. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, uh, soybean oil, I read on there. I was like, oh, yeah. That We also have done an entire episode on oils and how they're processed and which oils to stay clear of and which oils to enjoy and which oils to buy and how to tell which ones do I. So go check mm-hmm. out that episode as well. I've read Nightshade Vegetables. <gasps> the next on my list oh weird eggplant tomato peppers i have eggplant tom pot peppers (laughs) (laughs) which means eggplants tomatoes potatoes and peppers yeah pot but i I bet actually cannabis would probably be a (laughs) anti-inflammatory yeah go smoke some weed everybody (laughs) it's legal here you heard it here first (laughs) in colorado um yeah and so basically the anti-inflammatory diet is also a big proponent of decreasing carbohydrates in general, especially the processed ones. Mm-hmm. It also recommends not smoking. So I think <laughs> we also endorse that. No, yeah, smoking don't smoke marijuana. Cig- no, don't smoke cigarettes. <laughs> don't smoke cigarettes. Don't smoke anything, guys. It's not worth it. Well, you're literally you can putting do... something on fire into your lungs. Don't do it. Right, that's true. Um, but when it comes to <laughs> when it comes to <laughs> No, when it comes to marijuana, THC, whatever you want to call it, we should do a whole episode on edibles. We're going to do a whole episode on what? On weed. The marijuana. Marijuana, because it's a big deal here. Um, But you can also ingest it in other ways and lotions. And there's a lot of stuff out there, guys. CBD, I am very interested in. So, yeah, we're going to do an episode on CD. 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 All right. CBD. What? I'm joking, guys. No. Gosh, calm down. Not. I'm currently not, but we do live in Colorado, so we're at 5280 elevation right now. Yep. So we are higher than most of you. We are higher than... That's true. (laughs) Where's our big fan base? Nigeria? (laughs) I wonder what their elevation is. Guys, we are like number three nutrition (laughs) podcast. In Nigeria. In Nigeria. What up? I don't know who you guys are that are listening, but we really like you. (laughs) Thank you. We appreciate it. Okay. So now that we've kind of explained what the anti-inflammatory diet promotes and what it detracts from, I do want to say how an anti-inflammatory diet can fit into an intuitive eating lifestyle because you guys all know we're intuitive eating dietitians. We love your body and believe that it can tell you exactly what it needs, when it needs it, and how much it needs of it. So um, the anti-inflammatory diet, although it is a diet and one that would... um, put complete foods like on a do not eat list, which I don't believe in having. I do think it's an interesting point um, 
of reference when you're deciding whether or not you need to go on this diet of saying, hey, what if instead of going on this diet and what if instead of outlawing all those foods that Brooke and I just read, but instead looked at those foods as opportunities to learn from our own body. So say, okay, when I have crinkly snacks, how do I feel after that? So if I just down some Oreos, how do I actually feel? So if I have rheumatoid arthritis or gout or colitis or you know Hashimoto's or any of those, are my symptoms better or are my symptoms worse after eating processed meats, some hot burgers and hamburger dogs? <laughs> um, so actually looking at those symptoms and those outcomes um, after introducing those foods, maybe one by one and saying, how do I actually feel? How do these foods make me feel? And even, I just want to clarify when Brooke and I say that, even if a food makes you feel physically bad, sometimes it is still worth Sometimes enjoying. it's worth it. Yeah. Even in a state of chronic um, inflammation or even in just like life in general, if you're at a ball game and you really want to enjoy the experience and have a soda pop. Soda pop. <laughs> soda pop. Soda pop. What do you say? Yeah. I say, I say, um, I used to say pop. Now I say soda. Same. I think converted. I've converted. Colorado has changed me so much. (laughs) I think I do the exact same thing, but a lot of times I say soda pop. I don't just say that. It's ridiculous. It sounds ridiculous. Do you know the proposal? No. The movie? Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. (gasps) Duh. Sandra Bullock and Ryan Reynolds. I love that movie. Yes. Okay. You know, the end Oscar from the office where he goes, I can tell by the way she drinks that soda pop. Oh yeah. That's soda pop. But no one ever knows what I'm quoting. Anyways, okay, back, I digress. So if you want to enjoy the atmosphere at a ball game by drinking a soda pop or a beer, if you're one of those weird beer likers. Um, yes. Gross. I would prefer soda pop. pop Give me the beer. Pop a cola. (laughs) Give me the beer. Um, so if you want to drink the soda pop, soda, I I keep doing it. If you want to drink the soda, eat the hot dog. I was going to say hot burger. See? hot dog enjoy it you know actually enjoy it and even if it's not going to make you feel your best or it's going to give you some inflammation it's okay to take those kind of side effects with that food if it's going to make you enjoy that environment and not make you obsess around food and have like guilt and shame circling well, I think your it, head when you make that choice like the repercussions are different for each food and each mm-hmm. person so like if you get an unbelievably terrible migraine that like you can't kick with meds and you're literally in pain and can't do anything and you know a specific food triggers it it may not be worth it to really right. ever eat that food again um but you know there there might be repercussions of like i might get a bellyache or i might get diarrhea once mm-hmm. you may not you may i mean mm-hmm. then it might be worth it for you um so it's just it kind of depends but if it's an allergy sorry you got to stay clear of that food exactly yeah if you start suddenly can't breathe when you eat peanuts like, sorry. i'm going to try to eat peanuts today no don't <laughs> actually there's a new study i saw out there that they're starting to like give um children like small amounts of it and like getting building their bodies and immune systems <gasps> against it so now that they if they were to eat some accidentally they they wouldn't have an like anaphylactic threatening yeah so that's pretty cool that would be terrifying as a mom to have them do those tests i know know that um there's an account out there called feeding littles um and it's like how to feed your kids and baby led weaning and kind of stuff like that that i follow and they just um the ot so it's a dietitian and an ot that work together and the ot i think her name is judy she just went into the doctor to get tested to see if she's still allergic to certain like antiviral i Mm -hmm. think um, medications because she's allergic to a lot of medications that are typically life-saving um and so she did it like in a controlled environment to see how her body would react and a doctor was like sitting right there with her and that was really interesting to see i bet that's what they're probably doing for people who are allergic to peanuts because 
that can be terrifying. Don't try that at home, guys. Yeah. <laughs> Don't do it with a doctor, a supervision of a doctor. But um, yeah, I think that's an important fact. Like the whole thought of intuitive eating, whether you're chronically inflamed or not, is, excuse me, is to listen to your body and say, how does my body respond to this food? Am I going to feel good? Am I going to feel bad? Am I going to feel tired? Am I going to feel sluggish? Am I going to feel hyper? Am I going to feel energetic? You know, um, all those sorts of things. How is my digestive system going to work after this? So paying attention to those cues. And sometimes that means actually keeping a food journal, not for the way that diet culture tells you to by tracking your foods and making sure you're not eating too many calories or too much fat or whatever like that, but actually saying, here's how my body responds when the first thing I eat in the morning is a donut. I know for myself over time, I have learned that if I have anything, honestly, anything with added sugar, like a, a, a substantial amount of added sugar in the morning, I do not do well for the rest of the day. I feel like crap. I want to take a nap. I just I'm like kind of brain foggy. I just don't do well. Now, sugar after, you know, my probably after my lunch is usually when I do best with it. So absolutely, I'm eating, you know, dark chocolate in between lunch and dinner or whatnot. But I've just learned that over time, it's not worth it to me to start my day with a donut. I eat donuts. Let's be clear. But they come in the afternoon or the evening. Oh, they're so good. They're so good. But like it is worth it to you and your quality of life of knowing what foods make you feel how and when. And kind of it takes so much time, you guys, to learn that about your body. And then honestly, your body can change. So like you can totally feel one way, you know, with a food and then eventually, you know, your body's used to it or like, for example, oatmeal for me, the way that I used to prepare oatmeal, I was hungry in like 30 minutes. Yes. And now the way that I prepare oatmeal, it keeps me full to like 3 p.m. Yeah, <laughs> I need to add like protein powder, flax, um, like mm-hmm. peanut, butter. peanut butter. I need to add everything to it. Fruit, Otherwise, nuts. I cannot do it. And honestly, I still like usually, yeah, I'll have to like add yogurt and then I still like eat eggs with it because it's still <laughs> yeah. not enough. Yeah. And everyone's different for you. Oatmeal might just be exactly what you need for the amount of time until you need to eat next. But, um, I think it's important that whether you're chronically inflamed or not to learn from each food, how it affects your body and then make choices out of that learned, um, kind of experiment. So next time, you know, so let's say inflammation is the issue that you're having. And let's say that peppers, and I I read this on someone's, I want to tag her on her Instagram or something, because she said that peppers, anytime that she ate peppers, she had major GI distress. And I had never heard that before. And you know, it, everyone responds to food differently, but she had major GI distress. So She's learned over time and over several events of eating peppers that peppers are the issue in her diet. So she's taken them out because it's not worth the GI distress. She doesn't like peppers enough to have them all the time and then end up with major GI distress or cramps or bloating or whatnot. Or maybe you can talk a little bit about gluten and how most of the time that's not worth it for you. But if something's cross-contaminated at a restaurant, you're like... Mm, that would be worth it because sometimes you don't respond and sometimes you do, right? Yeah, I'm a little weird with celiac. So like my symptoms are not quite as severe as other people's. Mm-hmm. So I still have celiac and I still have an autoimmune response. But with cross-contamination, sometimes I can have something that's maybe cross-contaminated. So maybe there might be like little bits of it in there. I don't necessarily feel sick. I could still have an autoimmune response to it, Mm -hmm. but I may not have all the symptoms, but we have a friend that if she literally has anything cross-contaminated, like she's literally sick the whole night and it doesn't matter 
how little it was. So for her, the symptoms are worse. So it doesn't necessarily mean that like her autoimmune response is worse. It could be, but Mm. it's, it's still just like everybody's symptoms are worse. I mean, some people have celiac and are asymptomatic and they just like randomly find it, but they have no symptoms. Mm -hmm. So you can still be be doing, yeah, you could still be doing a lot of damage to your body and not know about it. So for me, certain foods, I feel way worse when I eat. Um, but yeah, it's not worth it for me to like Mm -hmm. affect my gut in a bad way and then get colon cancer someday. Yeah. I would like to avoid GI cancer if possible. So if I can prevent it, I'm going to. Right. And I think that that is what it is, right? We're all weighing our cost benefit on each individual food or each individual decision. It's a cost benefit. How is this going to benefit my body? How is it going to nourish my body? How am I going to feel after eating this food? You know, is this a food that I'm allergic to? Is this a food that I typically don't do well with? Is it worth it for the environment or for the situation that I'm in right now? Or is it something I can pass on and be totally fine and not feel deprived? And that's what it comes down to is your intention and your feelings of, that deprivation and food all of a sudden having food rules around food. I can't eat, you know, gluten because it's bad for me. It's bad for my health. Well, is it actually bad for you? Do you actually have celiacs where it's going to attack your gut? Or did you just hear on some podcast that gluten is bad for you and it's going to hurt your body and cause cancer? Are you attributing food rules that don't actually exist in your life? Because I did want to talk about whether it's the anti-inflammatory diet or any diet you might encounter the stress that comes along with having food rules and worrying about what those foods are going to do to your your quote unquote health or to your weight or to you know the way that you view your body in the mirror the stress of worrying about food oftentimes is far worse what it does to our body than actually eating those foods mm-hmm. in a responsible way as far as listening to our body and you know stopping when we feel satisfied Um, and not, you know, binging on them all the time for the rest of your life. It's learning that happy medium of where my body feels best at and honoring that and respecting that. Yeah. I would totally agree with that. Ditto. Ditto. (laughs) (laughs) Same. Same. Um, or is there more on your sheet that you wanted to talk about? Cause I, I kind of rushed through some things that Brooke had written far more notes than (laughs) I did. Um, some of it was just, you know, some of these things are genetic and there's not necessarily something you can do with food. So like so sometimes you just get cancer because it's genetic mm-hmm. and you can't prevent cancer. Um, you may be able to prolong your life possibly with cancer by the foods that you eat or like the lifestyle changes. Like if you get diagnosed with lung cancer and you continue to smoke, you right. may live a shorter life. Um, but a lot of it does have to do with stress. So like, yeah, if you are constantly stressing your body out and creating mm-hmm. that cortisol, that will create inflammation inside of your body. So I think a big thing to do is to focus on ways to de-stress meditation, yoga, Uh, massage, incense, like whatever you can do to de-stress. Some people it's essential oils, like whatever works for you to de-stress, go ahead and do it. Mm -hmm. Um, Getting enough sleep. We already talked about relaxation. Um, And then when it comes to like allergies versus intolerance, there are tests to do. So if you think you might have an actual allergy, they can test for it. If you think you have an intolerance, sometimes there's a test for it. If you think that you might have an autoimmune disease, there's a test for it. So there is a test to see if you do have something specific. And if if it comes back that you do have an allergy, a true allergy to a food, then you do need to avoid it. Um, And then, you know, another thing is just like juicing. I hear a lot about 
If you're juicing to get extra antioxidants, I think it's fine. If you're on a juicing diet mm-hmm. where that's all you're getting, then I I don't agree with that because then you, you're missing out on a lot of benefits of actual food. But if you want to juice once a day to get extra antioxidants, I think mm-hmm. that that's okay to do. You're going to probably waste a lot of fruits and vegetables in the process, <laughs> yeah. but you know you can get a, a lot of the antioxidants from the fruits and vegetables in just a cup of juice. Yeah, I think I think that's a brings up a really good point. I think again, whether it's the anti-inflammatory diet or any other diet out there, um I think it's so important to focus on what we're adding to our life, right? So we don't want to start taking out foods or putting them on a do not eat list or banning them from our house or our, from our diets or anything like that. But I do think it's important that we look at adding foods that make us feel good, that mm-hmm. make us feel really good in our bodies. And a lot of times that is things like omega threes and fish and fruits and vegetables and water. And, you know, a lot of those really healthy fats, and that is what's going to make us feel our best, you know, high protein breakfast, things like that. That's just biologically true for most humans, but learning how that can be implemented in our life um, specifically. So like Brooke said, whether it's maybe an adding an extra cup of juice a day that you juice yourself at home. Um, but that's not to say to take out lunch and instead drink Only juice. juice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think it's a great addition to mm-hmm. eating foods because yeah. sometimes it is hard to get all your fruits and vegetables in, in a day. Mm-hmm. So if that works for you that day, great. It's an, it's not going to hurt. Right. Exactly. And a lot of these things are like, it's not going to hurt to eat more fruits and vegetables. It's not mm-hmm. going to hurt to drink more water. It's not going to hurt to meditate. It's not going to hurt to try to de-stress. It's not going to hurt to try to get more sleep. So like, why not aim to do those things? Right. And then on the flip side, it is going to do harm to start saying, I'm not going to eat carbs. I'm going to mm-hmm. cut this out of my diet. I no longer eat pizza. I don't drink alcohol. Those are sort of behaviors and thought processes where we then start to fall into a pattern of deprivation and then binging and then feeling guilty and shame and feeling like you did something wrong and you hurt your health or you hurt your body or you know you don't look good in your body anymore. Or you gained weight. And then you go, well, I'm going to depri- deprive again. And this is a cycle that Brooke and I talked talk about a lot of getting into this diet mentality that we want to break out of. And a great way to break out of that is think about what you can add to your life, not take away from, Mm -hmm. because that causes that deprivation and that anxiety and worry and that cortisol level and that stress level that comes from deprivation and anxiety around food and food thoughts controlling your mind is what's actually causing your body to be inflamed or to cause damage to your own body. It's not necessarily the food items you're choosing all the time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I like that. that. I like just like reframing it to think what, um, what, uh, what things can I, um, add to my diet Mm -hmm. and let me try a new recipes, um, that includes these foods because it's, that's a positive way of thinking. When you start thinking, I can't have this, I shouldn't have that. It's just such a negative mindset. And then you always want what you can't have, which we talk about in another episode. So, you know, it's just reframing this of, yeah, you know, it would be really good for me to aim to eat fish once a week or Mm -hmm. more. It would be really good for me to like work on trying new fruits and vegetables and buying more at the grocery store and actually eating them. So those are positive things that you can try to work on. So and sustainable, right? Like, okay, let's say that fish isn't your thing, but let's say you feel like you're chronically inflamed or maybe even your lab results show that you are and you say, okay, I'm going to work on adding fish twice a week to my diet. But if you hate fish, if you hate the smell of it, you don't like to cut it up, you don't like to prepare it. You don't like to cook it. You don't like to eat it. You hate it. 
it's not worth the benefit that it's bringing into your life for the stress and anxiety and hatred you have towards that food. Then so just don't take fish it. oil. Yes, take fish oil. <laughs> take an omega-3 fatty acid. Get your fish or get your fish. Get your um, source of omega-3s or, or healthy fats from, from a different sources. source. Mm-hmm. This, this is not an end-all be-all list of foods you have to include. It's saying, hey, be curious about these foods on this list. Introduce them and see how your body responds and then go from there. If it's something you enjoy, let's say you are only getting one to two servings of fruits and vegetables right now, but you up it to four to five or three to four and you feel really good doing that. That's enough reason to keep doing it is that you Mm -hmm. feel good. You feel energized. You feel whatever you, it is you're feeling, but if it's bringing negative feelings towards you, like the fish example, cut it out. Don't do it just because Brooke and Alyssa said it was on this list of things you should do for an anti-inflammatory diet. Focus on how something's affecting you. Don't bring the guilt and shame and I should do this and I shouldn't do that and I need to be eating this food and not this food. Listen to your body. It will tell you even in an inflamed state how to handle your body Mm -hmm. and what to eat and what not to eat or what to avoid. Yeah. So yeah, we <laughs> covered most of it, but go back and listen to our um, Mediterranean diet episode because we so talked good. specifically about that one and it was a pretty positive episode. Like we, yeah. weren't, we weren't dogging on it too bad. Yeah, I know. And it's like, it's hard because sometimes whenever I think about talking about diets on this, I'm like, aren't people tired of hearing us just be like, don't diet, diets don't work. But in reality, people, we're all creatures of habit where we have this broken link in our brain where we're like, well, diets don't work. And I know that diet didn't work. And and I, maybe you even blame yourself and think that you failed on that diet. And this new diet comes out and it looks fabulous and people are losing weight or they're feeling great or whatever. Right away. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Whatever they're hyping about. And you go, well, maybe this is the one. Maybe, maybe it was me last time. Maybe this time I'm strong enough. Maybe whatever your reasoning is. And the fact of the matter is diets don't work. Brooke and I will never endorse an actual diet where you excommunicate things out of your life unless there's an allergy or a very (laughs) important medical nutrition therapy reason exactly so i think um it's just important to know that diets don't work listen to your body and it will lead you to where you need to go with diets so thanks for tuning in guys yeah we will um be coming at you with a really exciting guest next week and then we have some good new year's resolutions episodes coming Yep. Lots of holiday episodes this um, this holiday. Make sure to go back and listen to our last year's holiday episodes. If you're struggling this holiday season, um, just know that we're with you and we've been there and we understand it. So go back and listen to some of those. They're really good. We had a good episode on Thanksgiving launch. Um, so yeah, thank you guys so much for listening. We'll have a new episode next week, like Brooke said, with a guest. Don't forget to enter our giveaway. So um, like this podcast, rate, review, leave a written review, and we might even read it. Yeah, we did. And I wonder last episode so feel free to um write a written review so we can call you out have a funny name um and then yeah we you definitely want to get entered in our giveaway so do leave us some star reviews and share with your friends yeah if you share us on social media and tag us so that we can see it you'll get an extra um entry into the giveaway and we are giving away the intuitive eating book health at every size book an amazon gift card um some diet riot merchandise and fit snacks snacks. snacks. So it's 
quite a gift basket you'll want to be entered in. And then also be on the lookout. Brooke and I are going to actually launch a course, an intuitive an eating online course. course. Yes. Just tailored to you guys and our listeners based on questions we've gotten from you guys and feedback and um, basically help you get jump started into the intuitive eating world. And we want you to look out for that. So email us if you have any questions or concerns, or if you want to be um, notified first thing when we launch that course, our email is hello at dietriotpodcast.com or find us on Instagram at diet.riot.podcast. Thanks guys. Have a good day. Bye. Bye. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> Welcome back to the Diet Riot Podcast with Brooke Miller. It's funny. <laughs> Why are you announcing I never me? Do. <laughs> this is Brooke Miller. Hey. <laughs> Just Brooke Miller today. All right. We should start over. <laughs> cut all of this cut, crap cut, out. Cut, 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 cut. Okay.